0: This is The Sue Freeze Show. The pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. We can the world. We can the world. Now, here's Sue Freeze.
1: Let me just tell you a little bit about what's been going on with me just recently. Um, I have my company meeting. I have a company meeting every single year, and it's usually around January 17th, because 17 is my favorite number. So for the last 17 years... I bought the company in 2000. Um, I've had this annual company meeting. There's a lot that goes into this meeting because our goal is is to kick off the new year. Um, look at uh, get the numbers together, find out what went well, what didn't do- go so well. How can we improve? Uh, it's opportunity for improvement, and so we're looking for those opportunities to say, okay, this went well. We tried that, that went well. How could we catapult this to the next level? What can we do differently that's going to bring more in and more. Uh, more joy for everybody concerned, uh, what knowledge do we need to gain? So during this time, um, every single one of our employees are um, required to have CEUs continuing education. And so what we do is we we ask our suppliers, we ask people that are involved in our industry, the pest control industry, can you come and can you give us an hour um, that has CEU credits because they need each one of my employees has to have a certain number of ceu units in order for them to um, reestablish their their license so we are um, watched over very carefully and so we have to do everything right so we had uh three or four speakers the first day on thursday and then again we had gail getty who's one of the best uh entomologist speakers there is. She's just so passionate and enthusiastic. It was wonderful to have her uh, on in, in our uh, community meeting, and it was so neat because people that are normally frustrated that they're having to sit through something were actually the most engaged. Uh, then we had Chris White, who is a supplier, and he comes in with the electronic version of a test that everybody uh, chimes in on their smartphones and up on the big screen, it has who's in first place, who's in second, based on answering the question. So it's a really great way to learn. And then we have rewards. We have things that people can get. At the very end, um, we have, you know, the best attendance. We have um, who had the top sales in pest control, who had the top sales in termite uh just so many different uh, awards and plaques. And during the year when we go to the outside offices and Mission Hills, you'll see these plaques up on the the wall because it means something to be recognized and to accomplish a goal. Both internally, it's wonderful to set a goal for yourself and to accomplish it, but also it's wonderful when your peers and other people in your organization, um, you get recognized in front of them as way to go and uh, keep up the good work don't we all need that we absolutely do and and so it was a wonderful time and then after those two days um, of that the next day I went to a health fair that's put on by Salem in Pasadena and it was wonderful to meet up with people that actually listened to the Sufri show because they were telling me that the show has made a difference I've been doing the Free show for over eight years now, and I can tell you that sometimes I'm going, okay, Lord, what do you want me to talk about today? And I walk in going, I have no idea, even though I pray about it and I've prepped, something will happen at work or something that just comes into my mind or in my heart, uh, emotions, pain, uh, something. And then I'm, I'm like, okay, Lord, that must be it. That must be what you want to talk about. So then I always want to back it up with scripture because I want to make sure that that what I'm saying is sound uh, with God because I don't want to walk alone. I've done that. I've been there. And it's not... I, I just don't like it as much and I don't feel that I have any power at all. When I know the Lord is with me, I feel empowered and I feel like He's got me. And He's got you too if you want Him to have you. And it's not a weakness. It's really not. It's a strength. And I think it's wonderful that we have somewhere we can go and that he never sleeps we can ask him anytime day or night we can ask him to be part of our lives and to guide us in our thought process and in our belief system and our faith system Uh, we have to put our faith in him and when we do that it doesn't always happen on our time I I get a little impatient sometimes I don't know about you but sometimes and I just realize that maybe he's teaching me just that you know, to be patient, be anxious for nothing but to be patient. so today, when I was thinking about, okay, lord, what you want what do you want me to talk about today? Um, I wanted to talk about this when I was standing at the front of the room on Thursday and then on Friday, I had to take in a deep breath because There were 85 employees in the room, and every year we have to get a bigger room. Nice problem to have. Plus, we had deliveries of new trucks being delivered at the same time. Tyson was handling the deliveries. We actually have purchased 27 trucks this last time, which I find amazing, mind-boggling, and just like, wow, Uh, you know, it's all in perspective. Think about this. Okay, you go and you want to buy a car, and you go to all the trouble to figure out what it is you want, what's important, what could you do without, how much is it going to cost, what are your monthly payments, if there are payments. You go through all of that. Just think about, okay, for instance, me right now, it's a real eye-opener for me. It's, hey, um, I need five trucks. Yes, five trucks. The same as usual. White. Automatics. Uh-huh. Yes. Do I want a four-cylinder or a six-cylinder? You know, for these, I think I need six-cylinders. I like to save gas, but I also have a lot of equipment that needs to go in the back. So we'll go with six this time. Five trucks, okay? Not one truck. You know how much time you go through one truck. But now I'm ordering five, and now I order 27. And I'm thinking to myself, it's all relative. It's all relative in our thinking. So when I'm standing in front of this classroom setting, annual meeting, and I'm looking around the room at how many people and these people depend on me to make good decisions they depend on me to do the right thing they don't want to stop believing in what I am and who I am and what I do because if they they stop believing in that then they're gonna go somewhere else so it's a big responsibility the Lord has put on on me and I looked around the room and I just went wow and then I think about how long each person has been, I, I will go around the room and I'll say how many have been here uh, you know, six months or less? How many have been here a year or less? How many have been here five years? And then they sit down and they give their name and wh- where they work and what they do. And then we get up to 20 years, 25 years. And I'm, I'm saying to the newbies, pay attention to who's still standing because these are the people that have gone through the School of Hard Knocks. These are the people that have the wisdom that you can learn from. And their job is to teach you, so you know if you don't ask, don't be sad that you're not getting what you need, because we need to ask. So don't feel bad about asking, because one day they were where you are and they had to ask. And so that's what we start out with at the very beginning: is is looking at the wisdom in the room. And you know when I first bought the company uh, eighteen years ago in March, and I'm thinking, how am I going to do this, Lord? That's a big, big nut. And how am I going to come up with payments? And, you know, how am I going to get the knowledge I need? And how do I know I'm going to be able to do this? And there was something inside of me that saw the big picture. And I didn't let that leave me when things happened. I just kind of stayed in there and stayed focused. And, uh, you know, were there some tough times? Absolutely. And I'm stronger because of those tough times. Isn't that true? Isn't that what happens? Is that you go through tough times and you're thinking, oh my gosh, Lord, you tell me you won't give me more than I can handle. I can't even tell you how many times I've said this to him. You know, you tell me you won't give me more than I can handle, but right now it sure feels like it's more than I can handle. But then we get through it. We get through it. And then we realized, well, that wasn't so bad. You know, it was bad during the time. You lose sleep. You, you know, don't feel like eating. But then you get through it and you realize, you know, okay, I made it. I made it through it. And then the next time you have to go through something, you're going, oh, okay, no sweat. I've already been through this one or something similar. So now this one's not so tough. So what I'm saying to you today is that for me, the message for today is, is that you need to think bigger. You need to understand that if it really is meant to be, it will be okay? And God has given you a purpose inside your heart, your mind, your soul. He's giving you this something. And it etches away at you, you know, it kind of sits there and gnaws at you. But you might not be paying close enough attention. And you have gifts, you have talents, you have things that you can put to good use that are going to help you fulfill that purpose that God created you for. Because you are special. You are special to him. Each one of us is very special. And we need to understand that we're valuable, that we're special, and that we are important. And that we need to stand up. We need to put our shoulders back. We need to understand that we're good and that we have a job to do. We have a purpose that we need to complete. And once you realize that, all this little stuff that's happening, don't sweat the small stuff, all that little stuff, you'll get through it. But understand there's a bigger, bigger, bigger picture. And that thing that's just won't go away, that dream, that thought process, that purpose that God put in there, don't snuff it out. Don't let it get snuffed out. You have to get outside of yourself. Okay? Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of yourself. And think bigger. Sometimes we just have to stop trying to figure it out. Sometimes. So I'm going to put my glasses on right now. This is the Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word dot com show, and we've been doing this show for eight, eight and a half years. We have a TV show now, and people say, "Is it about bugs?" And I'm saying, "No, it's not about bugs. It's about life. It's about life lessons. It's about real life." People say, "I'll say, you know, what is it you like about the show?" And the, and people will say, "Sue, you're so real. You're so vulnerable." transparent and you're so real and i don't know any other way to be but me and you need to be you don't pretend to be somebody you're not just be you because you are what you're supposed to be and you are special that's the message right so i have to put my glasses on because my eyesight has gone kind of kaputs on me darn it so stop trying to figure it out five ways to let go and let god You know, sometimes I hear that, and I know that it annoys some people. But I also know that sometimes that's what we need to do. We need to do our part. We can't just sit back and do nothing and expect things to happen, because that isn't what God wants us to do. The early bird gets the worm. You need to do your part, whatever that is. But once you've done your part, you can't change another person. You can't change anything other than you need to change you. So work on you. So... Here's the scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite scriptures of all time, one that's very well known. You probably know it already, but I'm going to say it anyway for maybe a newbie, somebody that doesn't know. And maybe somebody needs to hear it. Maybe it's my voice you need to hear. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. There was so much in that. The main word for me was all OK, trust in the Lord with all your heart, not OK, I'll give you this and then I'm going to take it back and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Are we doing that? And he will direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, one of my favorite of all time. This is one of the most popular and most quoted books book in the Bible. However, when we find ourselves going through trying times, I'll speak for myself, I tend to forget all about this scripture. Uh, not so much i'm reading this it's by a, a a person by the name of sevilla e thorn so i'm not going to take this as mine i'm reading this but i really believe in what's being said here and so i'm sharing it with you i hope that's okay i tend to forget all about the scripture this isn't me i don't forget about scripture but this person tends to the lord tells us clearly not to lean on or stand on our own understanding we are to let go and let god handle it why because our thoughts are not God's thoughts, nor are our ways his ways. Isaiah 55.8 God knows exactly what he is doing. And as Christians, we should be able to trust him no matter how grim the situation may look. Remember Lazarus was dead for days, but he still arose at the voice of God. Your situation can do the same thing when you let go and let God. Number two, cast it to God casting all your care upon him for he cares for you that's first Peter 5 and 7 hi Steve how you doing I have a bad habit of praying and then asking myself what should I do when you are so used to being in control it's hard to let something go the word cast means to simply release when you cast your cares you are releasing it from your hands your ability and strength to God's hands with omnipotent power when you understand how much God loves and cares for you, then you will have no problem letting it go because you know it's in more than capable hands. After you pray, praise. That's number three. After you pray, praise. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive, Matthew 21:22. Most times, we don't receive what we ask for because we don't simply believe God. The key to letting go of things we cannot control is having the faith in God that once we pray to Him, we literally give it to Him. It is out of your hands, out of your control, and in God's hands and in His control. Let go and let God do the rest. Do we do that? Ask yourself that. Do you do that? Number four, know that God is in control. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty eight. Are you called according to his purpose? Are you? Personally, are you? Yes, you. Yes, you are. And they will work, all things will work together for the good to those who love God. Do you love God? After you cast your cares, pray, and praise God, you can rest assured that He is now working everything out for your good. You may never understand what or why something has happened to you, but you can rest assured that in some way, shape, or form, God is turning it around in your favor. I personally can tell you, and this is where Sue gets real, that there's been things that have happened in my life, and some of you are new to my show, and some of you have been with me a long time. And I can tell you, there's been things that have happened in my life that, at the time, I'm going, "Why me? Why? Why me, God? Why me?" My dad died at the age of 60. Why? Why did my God? Die? Why God? Why did he die at 60 from lung cancer? Why? I don't have the answer. Someday, I'm probably going to know the answer. I will ask my heavenly Father if it's still important to me when I reach heaven. I'll ask him that question. But being sexually abused as a child, why, God? Why? And now I realize that the reason these things happen, at least to the best of my knowledge, is that God doesn't make these things happen. You know, having my leg shattered. I got on the horse. I fell off the horse. I shattered my leg. But it's a miracle that I'm dancing and I'm walking again and I'm thankful. But things happen for a reason. I wouldn't have a new understanding and a new appreciation of what it's like to be in a wheelchair if I wasn't in one. I wouldn't understand what it feels like. But now when I see somebody in a wheelchair, I have no problem saying hi, smiling, and feeling intimidated or feeling uncomfortable. I say, what happened? Why are you in the wheelchair? Is it forever or is it for a time? I have no problem asking that question because you know what? I was desperately needing to talk when I was in the wheelchair, but everybody was afraid and stayed away when I was in my wheelchair. So it's a difficult, difficult place. I don't want it to. I don't want life to be difficult for anyone. I want people to feel um, noticed and I want people to understand they are valued. So if I can do that in a small thing like smiling and saying, hi, how are you, then why not? Why should I not take that time to help somebody feel better or just to notice them? I was just on an interview before I came in here to do this show. And uh, it was asked of me some wisdom, or something that the Lord's revealing to me right here and right now. And I'm writing an article for a magazine. And one of the things I wrote is, is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's not mine, but I love it because it's so true. Is that, you know, it's not how many memos you write. It's not how much money you make. It's not about those things. It's about have you impacted another person have you shown somebody kindness have you stepped out of your comfort zone and helped somebody else in a time when they needed help to me that's what matters is people and on facebook recently i reshared something that was on there from a 27-year-old beautiful young lady who died of cancer and right before she died she left this entire text or whatever you want to call it on Facebook. It was her goodbye, but it was her low and wake up people about how important, what is important. And it's so wonderful. And I I highly recommend that everybody read it because here she is. She's not going to get married. She's not going to have children. She's not going to see her children walk down the aisle. She knows that. She knows that she's going to have a new body when she gets to heaven and she's not going to feel the pain and she hates leaving all the ones she loves behind. But the way she puts things is, is don't sweat the small stuff. There's a friend of mine who, who left us, and he, I interviewed him, and this last Saturday, a couple of his friends who were at his bedside when he finally died and went to heaven, we know he's in heaven. On his final days, he's singing, How Great Thou Art. And they played that as the ceremony went on on the Saturday And his wish was to have a celebration of life. And his wish was that all of his friends could come together and that all his friends would know Jesus. And Deanna, my girlfriend, God love her. And Greg Moon, who also was the person that helped put this whole thing together. It was a big deal. Uh, Deanna got up and she just said, Joe had asked me to do what I'm going to do right now. And I just want you to understand that his heart he just wants all of his friends and his family to know Jesus to love Jesus and to come to heaven where He is now, when it's their time and it was so wonderful and it was so wonderful and his mother they had a a role a pre-roll video playing um during the whole thing. And I guess I was in there. I never saw it, but I was in there on the radio with him because I was interviewing him. And he had told his mother about me. I didn't know that. And how I affected him. And his mom uh, said to another lady, Can you go find her? Is she here? I want to meet her. And I had just performed because I was asked to perform. So I performed. And then I was out of breath. And they said, Can you come? And I'm like, Okay. And so I ran into where she was, and she's in a wheelchair and her knees were shot, and she loves to dance. Wonderful woman, and she gave me this mother hug that I just wanted to stay there forever. And uh, she just told me about Joe and how Joe had talked about me and how I had impacted him. And I'm like, wow, he impacts so many people. Anyway, it was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony, and it was a wonderful celebration of life. But the key is is that we never know. We don't know when our time has come. We don't know when we're done here. And so we have to think about that so we can make a difference. What is a difference? What, what can we bring to the table? It's not all about you. It's not all about Sufri's. It's not all about us. It's about what can we do for others? How can we serve others? If you're tuning in, I thank you. This is the Free Show, and I want you to go to Sufri's. felt spelled like fries oneword.com go there check it out there is so much there for you and it's free go there and check it out connect with me would you it's about connecting it's about relationships and i want to hear from you so please connect with me and tell me what you think how you feel if you need prayer and i will be back with more of the Sue free show right after this brief break Hi, this is Sue Fries, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Fries, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and E. cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom.
0: Ecola termite and pest control. 877 332 bugs. me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services?
1: They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control.
0: Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. termite pest control services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS
1: or termitelady.com. E. cola powerful termite and pest control as gentle
0: as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze.
1: Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to sponsor this show, we'd love to talk to you. Listen, I've been doing advertising and marketing for a long, long time, too much to too many years to even tell you. But I can tell you that with that comes wisdom. And um, you can advertise on this show. It is syndicated. It goes from San Diego up to San Luis Obispo. And if you have a operation that only covers a part of that market, that's fine. If you're only in San Diego, thank you, San Diegans, for listening, um, we can do that. We can put your ad on. Only the San Diego market. If you're in Ventura, thank you, Venturians, for listening on the word. Um, I really appreciate everybody that listens, and um, I want you to support me by uh, connecting with me. But also, if you'd like to sponsor the show, I'd love to talk to you. And I'll help you. Believe me, I'll help you any way I can. That's what I'm here for. So... um Thank you, Ecola. And the other uh, thing that I wanted to mention was the Learning to Breathe book. It's a book that I wrote during the time when I was healing from my, my leg accident. Uh, where I wasn't sure what the future held but I kept saying I'm getting better every day people say oh how's it going you know are you 100% yet I I didn't understand what they meant by that because I have a metal plate and 10 pins so I'm more than 100% I'm 100% plus metal and pins so I'm the bionic woman in my right leg and but I am up on the dance floor and I'm dancing and every time I hit the floor hit the floor not a good use of terms um, every time I put my foot on the floor um I can tell you that I teary because I'm just so grateful that the surgeon and the Lord put me back together again. I felt like Humpty Dumpty. In fact, the surgeon said that's what it felt like, that I was Humpty Dumpty, and he had to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But I'm back together, and I'm dancing, they say, better than ever. And um, so it's wonderful, and I praise God for my healing. So uh, Learning to Breathe was a book that I wrote, and it is a journey between my son and I uh, with his asthma And it's an eye-opener. It's so much more than a book about breathing and asthma. It's not a yoga book. Um, But it's about a part of my life where uh, the journey was... Uh, my marriage issues receiving the Lord my mom saying they're getting divorced my, my family my parents uh, and just how I dealt with all of that so it's so much more than just a book on asthma uh, and people say that they'll say so you have to promote this differently because it's so much more than what you say it is and I'm like oh okay so there I did it I promoted it and uh, let people know a little bit more about that so we're talking about five ways to let go and let God and God loves and cares about you with an everlasting love. Any father who loves their children with an everlasting love will always have their best interest at heart. So the Lord has your best interest at heart. Kadar is watching. Well, how about that? When your heart is placed in the hands of God, He doesn't abuse it, He protects it. Once you let go and let God, He will turn it around for our good. And I can tell you firsthand, He's done that so many times with me. And sometimes I'm impatient, and sometimes I'm not sure. But I have to let it go because I've done all I can. I've, I've got the intellect. I've, I've got the knowledge that I needed. And I've done what I can. So then all I have to do is I have to let go. And I have to let God. Because God has to do what God does. And I don't even understand all of that. And I don't have to, which is a relief. Total relief. Five, God's got you covered. Did you know that? Do you believe it? Do you believe that God has you covered? For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalm 8411. Walk uprightly. What does that mean exactly? How would you define walking uprightly? Would you define that as being like or doing the right thing? And do we always know what the right thing is? And if you don't, where do you go to find out? Where do you go to find out what the right thing is? Good question, huh? Some people say that our new Bible uh, readers, they'll say, well, how do you know how to look something up? And how do you know where to go and and whatnot? And, you know, in the back of the book, you can look up certain words, and it's going to give you a book to go to or a chapter to go to and read it. And there might be some other ones, and you read that. And you always pray, ask the Lord to reveal to you what he wants for you to get out of whatever it is you're doing. Whether you're reading the Bible, whether you're praying, ask the Lord to reveal to you, ask the Holy Spirit to be present and to feel you so that you understand he's there, he's got you. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I've cried out and I have felt very alone and I know what that feels like and it doesn't feel good. So I, just, I pray, close my eyes, I breathe, I read the Bible, and I try to get his promises in my mind and in my heart so that I can build up my faith and my beliefs. Because you are a summation of what you believe. You really are. We as Christians are one of the most blessed people on this planet. We pray to a God who is also our Heavenly Father. He loves us so much that he won't withhold any good thing from us. Even if this doesn't seem to be the case at the moment, we should let go and let God work it out. Look back for a moment at that old boyfriend or crush that you thought was everything but treated you badly. He didn't value you. He didn't treat you with respect and like the valuable person that you are. Aren't you glad God took you out of that situation looking back years later? There's a song in the country world that says, Thank God for unanswered prayers. There is those, okay? Because God has you. Even though we may hurt for a moment, trust that God sees past your moment and sees your lifetime. He knows what's best for you. Just let go and let God handle it. I love that. And that's not easy for me to do. I don't know about you, but it's not easy for me. But you know, when you've done everything you possibly can and you've ah, fought the good fight and you've done it, and then all of a sudden you realize, you know what? I am tired. I have done everything. I'm exhausted. Okay, God, I've done all I can. I'm putting it in your hands and I'm not taking it back. I'm putting it in your hands. You got it. Okay, I got it. No. You got it. Jesus Take the Wheel, that song. Country song. So I'm gonna read from this book that I read very often from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence, Sarah Young and, and it's amazing to me, and I say this all the time because it's so true, and over the weekend I had people come up and they're saying, oh my gosh, since you've talked about that book, I went and bought the book and now I'm reading it too. And you're so right. Whatever the date is and you read it, it's so applicable to that day and what you're going through at that moment. It's just, it's amazing. So here it, here it is. It's all right to be human. Whew. relief there, right? When your mind wanders while you are praying, don't be surprised or upset. Simply return your attention to me. Share a secret smile with me, knowing that I understand. Rejoice in my love for you, which has no limits or conditions. Whisper my name in loving contentment. Assured that I will never leave you or forsake you. Intersperse these peaceful interludes abundantly throughout your day. This practice will enable you to attain a quiet, and gentle spirit, which is pleasing to me. As you live in close contact with me, the light of my presence filters through you to bless others. Your weakness and woundedness are the openings through which the light of the knowledge of my glory shines forth. My strength and power show themselves most effective in your weakness. Here's some scriptures to go along with this. Deuteronomy 31, six, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. There's been times where I've leaned on this. I've leaned on it completely, and maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe you need to lean on this scripture. Deuteronomy 31.6. 1 Peter 3.4. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. You know, I was talking, I was talking. I was going to say, well, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, I was talking to my daughter, and my daughter is, you know, she's, she's learning some new lessons God's teaching her. So she was explaining to me the lessons that God's teaching her right now about gentle and quiet spirit and how, you know, part of us just wants to bring it to the table and, and talk about whatever it is that's ailing us or upsetting us. And then there's times where it's better just to sit back for a little while. But then the question I arose to her was, how long is long enough? How long do you leave that question or wait uh, with that gentle and quiet spirit? When, how much is enough time? You know, and I will say this, is that when you are in a relationship, how you deal with things that are uncomfortable, how safe is that relationship to talk about those uncomfortable topics? You know, Finances are one of the biggest ones that people get divorced over. Uh, You know, uh, kids, how to discipline kids. There are people that cannot agree on how to discipline the children. So how do you bring those discussions up? How do you talk about the finances in a manner in which it's not going to be, end up in a a blowout? Uh, How and when and timing and, and how do you do it in a gentle and quiet way? Do you just stay gentle and quiet and don't bring it up? And hopefully it comes out some other way. Or do you wait for the right time? pray about it, and bring it up in a manner in which it's going to be received. We have to think about those things, but I don't believe that being quiet, when you have issues that need to be addressed, I think that, you know, for a time you can, but how long is long enough? For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. What I think about when I think about Jars of Clay is I think about our sculptor, our creator. He is the sculptor. And we are the clay, and He's molding us. And He has a purpose for each one of us, a purpose that we need to live out. And ask Him to reveal it if you don't know already. And if you're tuning in right now, hi Manny. Uh, just understand that um, the Sufri Show here to help. We have resources. Go to Free spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there. There's free things there. There's videos there. There's podcasts for eight and a half years. There's all kinds of information there for you. There's also, sorry, I have a cough drop in my mouth. Um, there's also the IMs because there are so many people in this world that are telling us negative things. They're giving us negative, negative vibes, negative feedback. And even sometimes we say negative things like, oh, that was so stupid, things like that. Guard yourself from that. When you find yourself, like I said, I'm dying. I'm like, I'm not dying. I'm not dying. Um, I just have a cough. Anyway, um, we have to watch our words. Watch what you're saying. And sometimes you're not even speaking them out of your mouth. you are just their thought processes that are going on in your mind. And you have to capture those and rebuke them if they're not what God says. And how do you know what God says? Go to SueFreeze.com, pull out or print the I Ams. They're free. And the I Ams are telling you what God says you are. And it's so important that you understand who you are in him because he created you. He's your creator. He made you, and he made you because you are so valuable and special to him. You are worthy. There's so many people that are making you feel not worthy in this world, and you are worthy. You know, God sent his only son to die for you. If that's not worth, I don't know what is. So realize that, okay? Please. So I'm going to continue reading Second Corinthians 4, 6 and 7. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us a light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. The last one is Second Corinthians twelve nine, But he said to me, My strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. I'm thinking right now of that with film, that film is best developed in the dark it's kind of the same type of thing and it's true isn't it so in your weakest hour is when there's the most growth i can remember back in the business world and my personal life but in the business world is you know there were times when i didn't get a paycheck because there wasn't enough money to go around and i made sure my employees were paid and i would not get paid and i had to figure out a way to make it to where we could pay the bills pay my employees And for me to get paid also. And so I had to look at every single penny, every single expense, and I had to figure out a way to make it work. And what was amazing is we figured it out. And what was amazing is through that I learned so much. I learned about what was really important to my employees because I went to them and I said, Look, do you really need bottled water? Do you really need this? Do you really need that? Or would you rather have this? What's more important to you? because I need to cut costs here so that we can stay working, so you have a job. So is it really that important to have coffee? Is it really important to have water? Or is it more important that you have work today and that you're doing your job? And it was amazing what I found out. They could do without the coffee and they could do without the bottled water, but they wanted to work and they wanted to come in and, and you know feel good about what they were doing. So that was a big lesson for me And for my employees, because we all work together to figure it out. We all work together to figure out what was important to us. And isn't that wonderful? Families. You know, it's not the big crisis that breaks up families. Did you know that? It's not a big crisis. That's when everybody pulls together. It's the little things. It's the little things that etch away, it's the things that we don't talk about because it's uncomfortable. It's those things that we just don't address. And so we think that if we just shuffle it under the rug, it's gonna go away. Guess what, newsflash? It doesn't it doesn't go away. It needs to be discussed. You need to bring it out. There's a right and a wrong way to do that. But it needs to be discussed. We need to come forward with it. Somebody needed to hear that. That wasn't part of today. But somebody needed to hear it and so I I just listened to the Holy Spirit and, and said it. So if that was you, do something about it now. Okay, you heard it. Okay, you're going, ooh, gosh, darn it, she's right. And do something about it. So I have a book here, and it's by Joel Olstein. and some of you don't, maybe not like him and don't agree with him. And um, it says, Your Best Life Now, Seven Steps to Living at Your Full Potential. Okay, so you might not like him, you might not agree with him. But I learned a long time ago, That you take what you need and you leave the rest, meaning, you know, every person that we come in contact with, you might not agree with everything that they stand for or whatnot, but there's something there that we can learn from. So I meet so many people every day, and I'm wondering why they're not reaching their full potential, and their full potential is what God created for them. It's not my standard, okay? It's God's standard, but when i see people and they're saying things cuz i i listen to words and i look at body language and when i'm watching and i'm listening i'm seeing people that i know that are not reaching they're not fulfilling god's purpose in their life that's even a better way to say it than reaching their full potential um it's that they're not they they don't they're not fired up with a passion something that's important to them that no matter what it's not going to knock you know nothing's going to knock them down because they there's something that's really driving them that's uh, bigger than them so I picked up this book today because I don't even know why there was a reason and I'm thinking to myself people say to me all this all the time man so you're so busy you're so busy how do you do it and I'm like I don't know I don't think I have a choice you know um, I just do what I have to do every day. And I believe you only have so many hours in a day, but you only have so many hours on this earth. So I want to make sure that my hours count. Am I always doing the right thing? Probably not. You know, if if there is a priority and I might get my priority wrong sometimes, uh, I try to make it right. But sometimes I might think that something's a priority when really there's something that might be more of a priority that I'm not making a priority. So I ask the Lord to reveal that to me so I can do the right thing at the right time and all that. Anyway, um, I don't have a whole lot of time to go into this, and there must be a reason for that, but I just want to read a little bit of this, okay, because I want you to understand that I think there's some good things in here. Your own wrong thinking can keep you from God's best. Do you believe that? That your own wrong thinking. You too may have assumed that you've already peaked, that you've reached your limits in life, that you will never be more successful, I'll never achieve significance, do something meaningful, or enjoy the good things in life that I've seen others enjoy. Sad to say you are exactly right, unless you are willing to change your thinking. That's why the first step to living at your full potential is to enlarge your vision. To live your best life now, you must start looking at life through eyes of faith, seeing yourself rising to new levels. See your business taking off. See your marriage restored. See your family prospering. See your dreams coming to pass. You must conceive it and believe it Is possible if you ever hope to experience it. To conceive it, you must have an image on the inside of the life you want to live on the outside. This image has to become a part of you, in your thoughts, your conversation, deep down in your subconscious mind, in your actions, in every part of your being. Now, some of you might not agree with this, okay? And that's fine. You have a right to your opinion. I can tell you that when I read this, this is how I do what I do, is For instance, my dream, the God dream house that I've been working on, we were there over the week, uh, Christmas vacation week, my whole family was painting and putting together beds and doing all these things. If you want to know more, contact me, I'll tell you more. Anyway, and I, I started teary eyed because I said to everybody, can you hear it? And they're saying, hear what? And I said, can you hear the children laughing? And I really could picture the kids in there, you know, having a wonderful, loving life not worried about where the next plate was going to get thrown or where the next hit was going to happen. So, with that said, I'm I'm hearing it. I'm envisioning. I'm visioning. I can see it. I feel it, and that's what keeps me ignited, because I can see it. People say, you know, maybe you're a dreamer. Maybe I am, but God put that dream there. And what's wrong with dreaming? I don't like to talk about it unless it's actually happening. You know, I like to wait and let things show themselves. You know, there's new things happening. There's there's all kinds of things happening. But I don't talk about things because they're not happening yet. Um, The house, the contractor left. It's not finished. Six months has gone by. I've got a mortgage I'm paying on. And there's still work to be done. But I can tell you that it's been such a blessing to have the people come forward and to want to help. Um... I have somebody right now that said, I'd like to um, uh, donate a cherry wood floor. I'm like, really? Yes, but I need to know the dimensions because I only have so much. And it's sitting in a warehouse. The guy in the warehouse wants me to get rid of it. And I just need to know. So I went and measured. And I have to tell you, within two feet, it's the right amount of wood. Amazing. Not really. It's a God thing. But it's so wonderful, Right. And then she says, Sue, I wish I could do more, but listen, I will go in and have these with you for the vinyl floors, for the bathrooms, because they definitely need to be redone. They're really, really bad. And uh, I said, you know, that's great, Cheryl. I really appreciate it. She has a, food, uh, a flooring company in um, Oceanside. And she says, okay, so I need you to draw a diagram because I need to know exactly how much to order. I said, okay. So this last weekend we went there. I was only there for 20 minutes. And Stephen took his measuring stick out and he measured and he drew a diagram so that we can give the diagram to her so she can order the right amount of material so we can do um, the bathrooms. And so, you know, it's very exciting, but this is a vision. This is a dream. It's thinking way bigger than me. So it can happen. And I'm just telling all of you that maybe you are causing yourself not to have what you're supposed to have according to God. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. And I can't wait to connect with you. So connect with me, SueFreeze.com. Bye.
0: It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home. Your home, ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects.